Welcome back, mother lovers, to a brand new episode of Last Call at McLaren's, the How I Met Your Mother podcast. The best damn How I Met Your Mother podcast, to be uh, precise. There ain't none better. I know there's a few others out there, but there ain't none better than right here. I am your host, Josh, here with my best bud, John. How you doing, man? Well, I'm doing great, but I got one question for you. Okay. If we are the best, the, <clears throat> the best How I Met Your Mother podcast that there is out there, why are we not sponsored yet? That's true. Let's get some sponsors, and folks. Question number two: <laughs> Who loves orange soda? Cal <laughs> <Kel> loves orange <laughs> soda. <laughs> Is it true? I do. I do. I do. And Big sorry, folks we we are not sponsored by Fago, but would gladly take that sponsor. Listen, I tried to keep the logo as covered as I could. Right? <laughs> mm-hmm. We are also not sponsored by Green Plastic Cup. Green Plastic Cup. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. Mark Today Mark we are here for season two, episode nineteen, bachelor party. It's a good mm-hmm. episode here, man. But before we get into that, John, how have you been, man? We took last week off for the for the holiday. How you doing? How uh, how was your uh, holiday? Anything interesting? Listen, you know I worked on my holiday. Shut up. Yeah, but they don't know. <laughs> okay, listen, I fucking worked on my holiday. So all you people who got to watch shit blow up and have cookouts, fuck you. Where was my hamburger? Where was my hot dog? I didn't get no potato salad or mac salad. The only thing I got to mac was a bingo board. Ooh, I like bingo. I didn't get to play, though. (laughs) You just made out with a bingo board? That's cool. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. The only thing being, (laughs) see, this is, so I haven't really said this, but I started a new job recently. I left the ice cream plant that I was working at. I moved on to a casino. Uh, which I'm for legal purposes cannot state where I'm working. Um, but I am now in <laughs> a security position where I am assistant manager in security. And one of the big things that we do is watch over the bingo area while bingo is being played. And I got to tell you, man, there are a lot of really nice older people who go to play bingo. And it's just hilarious to watch them get like these like 80 fucking card setups. And they're all like, Dab, yes. dab, 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 dab. And I'm like... How they can spot that, I'll never know, man. Yeah, I don't fucking it's, know, but it's phenomenal. I used to go to bingo back in the day with my mom and, and see stuff like that. I it remember that. Crazy, just like oh, like a whole like a table's worth of cards. And oh, yeah. Like, and they could just... They can spot those numbers fast because you got you to gotta be quick if you got that. Oh, man. dude, you got to be so quick. Yeah. Like, like there isn't much time between number calling at all, and it's just... It's amazing to watch some of these people. And they're regulars. So, I mean, like, I'm already getting to know a few of my patrons. And it's just, they're really sweet people. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm doing pretty decent, man. How about you? How's things going for you? You know, uh, I mean, not much has changed. You know, thankfully, things have kind of settled down from, you know, the last few months. You know, uh, things seemed, it seemed everything was just kind of going wrong thing after thing over the last few months. But, Ladies you know, and gentlemen, and if you haven't yet. <clears throat> go donate to this man on his GoFundMe. It's that way. Go donate on his GoFundMe. Yep. It is uh it, it's on the I'm pretty sure I pinned it on the Twitter account. I think so, you did. Uh which is at last call H I M Y M. But uh yeah, you know, just you know, dealing with it with the MS, obviously, waiting for the insurance to uh clear so that I can start my treatments and everything like that. Yeah. Um, you know, unfortunately gotta wait for all that. You know. You know how we, you know, money you know how we fight that problem here in America? 
pills, baby. <laughs> yes. <sighs> See, very, listen, very ladies and gentlemen, fun. if I can never help <laughs> in a situation, I will always leave you smiling. That's true. Uh, all right. So over the last couple of episodes, you have issued out a game. I have. Mm-hmm. Now, somebody... do you do you remember what the game was from the well, last episode? No, but I remembered the the first one, which was the number thirty seven. Yes. So and this the... one was uh, to tell us the color of the couch that the Marshall color of the couch and... the Marshall and Lily were sitting on naked. Yes. Now we did get an answer here from a Monica Reynolds a Twitter handle. Aquarian129 she says I'm pretty sure Marshall and Lily's couch was a dark red and it is folks yeah yes. so uh, uh Monique Reynolds again Aquarian Monica, one, Monique. yeah no it's, it's Monique I said it wrong for a second Monique Reynolds Aquarian129 on Twitter uh thank you and you are uh, this week's game winner all right I don't know if you have a game for this week, but I do, and I will issue it now. Okay, before the actual episode starts, at the very end of the episode, the gang picks Brad up off the side of the road. What was Brad wearing? There you go. There you go. What was Brad wearing? Uh, yes. Okay. Get into so, it. Getting into it. All right, so we are talking, like I said, Season 2, Episode 19, Bachelor Party, which aired uh, originally April 9th, 2007, directed by the wonderful Pamela Fryman, of course. Written written by show creators uh, Carter Bays and Craig Thomas. And the summary reads, Ted plans Marshall's Bachelor Party, but Barney can't help but intervening. Meanwhile, things get awkward when Robin brings a provocative gift <laughs> to Lily's bachelorette party. But this summary is incorrect because it's not a bachelorette party. No, it would it's be a, a wedding shower. Yeah, and they and they state that in the episode, and I like I have a little thing about it because it's obvious that Robin goes to this party thinking of it as a bachelorette party. Yeah. Which is very different from a wedding shower. <laughs> and I could understand the gift that she gets for a bachelorette party. Oh, yeah. Listen, first off, that shower. gift is a great gift. I don't care if you're a man or a woman. Yes. <laughs> Just saying. I'll, I'll, I'll get to that when we get there. Yes. Uh, but, yeah. So, yeah. Summary is a little uh, inaccurate here, guys. A little bit. All right. So the episode starts off future Ted talking about uh, how when things get tough, it's hard to keep Barney around. And so we flash to the bar. It's during the time when Marshall and Lily uh, have broken up and she's out in San Francisco. Barney sits down at the booth with Ted and Marshall and he sees that Marshall's upset. He's ready to cry. He just gets up and leaves, walks out. Well, he, he asks, he goes, what's going on? And he's like, Lily. Yeah. And then, and then like, he I just, gotta go. Yeah, he just he just leaves. He, he can't deal with that. And I think I thought this was because I honestly, like I was watching this and I had totally forgotten about what happens at the end. Oh, see, as soon as I saw that, I was like, 
Oh, I didn't realize this was that episode. Yeah. So like, I was like, when I got to the end, I was like, that's right. And it's a nice tie-in, you know, it, it yeah. seems so small, especially if you hadn't watched it before or if it had been a while. Um, it seems like just such a small, in, insignificant scene, really, yep. until we get to the end and, and it completely ties in. And I thought that was really a really nice touch uh, that, that they did. Also, uh, I noticed in this scene, Marshall's wearing a purple shirt. Yeah, which I thought was, I thought was a, a nice purple and yellow. Yeah, man, I thought it was a nice touch. Thought it was a nice touch. All right, then we flash to uh, the present day, where the guys are uh, specifically. It was Ted and Marshall. They had finished planning Marshall's bachelor party when uh, Barney comes in and uh, he's like, "Nah, you guys haven't even started." Well, yeah, because future yet. Ted's like, "But when the when the go- when it's good stuff." You yeah. can't get rid of Barney. Can't get rid of him. And he's like, oh, so you haven't even started planning Marshall's bachelor party. All right. Yeah. He's like, strippers, strippers, strippers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, they don't want strippers. You know, Marshall doesn't want that. And, and it just, just the idea of not having strippers just does not compute for Barney. Well, he just, and I he love can't, that, can't wrap his head around it. I love that they give you the reason why, like, right here. It's yeah. not a thing. It's like Barney's choice of strippers are not always like, a plus strippers no. they're not lofty leopard material no. and i'm like i is they're going through like the girls i'm like man nothing beats the moment when like he's doing his bachelor party and fucking quinn shows up though yeah i'm like like the girl they get for marshall's bachelor party i was like well, at least she's decently cute yeah like you know she got a nice body on her she got nice I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go full sexist here for a second. She's got nice stripper titties, like she's got like that perfect little body. And I'm like, I throw her a couple bucks. That's fair. I might throw <laughs> twenty in there accidentally. You throw a twenty at her, but yeah. But I mean, you know, he he's getting stuff for other people. When it's his yeah. party, you know, he would want far better than well, what he, he wants, gets for others. He wants Zapka. He does want that. <coughs> That's totally true. <laughs> uh, so we then flash back to Stuart's bachelor party. Remember Stuart? Well, yeah. And that's, I honestly <laughs> love the tie in here yes. because I loved the, the five guys you'll have at a bachelor party. Cause it's a true thing. Like look yeah. at the hangover and look at any other guy like uh, American pie and stuff like yeah. that. You know, it's always the group of friends. Yeah. So, uh, and so uh, future Ted describes how Barney puts together a, a bachelor party. It's a cramped room, a circle of chairs, close friends. You crank the heat up to 90. You fill the room with cigar smoke and you get a, what I put down as a not so great looking stripper who does some pretty nasty things. <laughs> so, Yes. What's the what's the naughtiest thing you've ever seen a stripper do? I mean, I don't think I've seen anything like like out of the ordinary, I guess. Yeah. Do, I don't do think I, I've I don't think I've ever seen anything like like super fucking weird from a stripper before. Do do I have permission to ask a question <laughs> from years ago? Sure. Did anything naughty ever happen with you and Jordan in the back room? No, nothing more than just like a normal you know bed dance kind of a thing i mean i didn't get to do anything you know out of the ordinary <laughs> hey you know it is what it is i think she was too classy for that 
She well, I mean, she really was. Yeah. She was a good girl. Yeah. She 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 was far too classy uh for that. I'm sure that there were some others there Listen. that would have done some others. <laughs> I can neither <laughs> confirm nor deny that. That's fair. You can take that however you want, folks. Take that however <laughs> you want. <laughs> I have a lawyer. <laughs> Uh, and then we go back to present day Marshall. He's like, I don't want any of that. You know, he's still scarred from, from the events of that bachelor party. I, mean, I can't say I blame him. Like what, what is your ideal bachelor party? I mean, I think something, I wouldn't be opposed to something similar to that. Just not as whatever weird freaky stuff wound up happening that scarred them in that way. But you know, just, a. <laughs> A good so, time with, with, with friends and maybe some strippers. That'd be cool. What if maybe it was play, a show play some t- poker or something or, you know. What if it was like a that? specific show from Tijuana? <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> Though it would be it, it would be an interesting story to tell. I actually don't know if I would want to see it. Yeah. I mean, Kelly can be a guy's name, too. Kelly hey. can be a guy's name. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm going to say, people. You want to know more, you reach out to us on Twitter, and maybe I'll tell the story. Maybe. Uh, but uh, Barney is adamant about uh, getting these strippers, uh, including the possibility of having four of them, one of them, with a prosthetic arm. Yeah, I love that he brings that up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. He's like, he's like, but before you say no, it comes with attachments. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, what kind of, like, that's where he got me, because I'm like, what kind of attachments? What does it do? Like, can it shoot Nerf darts? Like, I'd be down. Does it come with a milk frother? <laughs> oh, man. It, it better have some interesting attachments. I need some goddamn answers, people. <laughs> Reach out to Neil and see what happens. Oh, my God. That'd be <laughs> great. Guys, I'm going to need some answers. What kind of prosthetic attachments were you thinking for the yes. stripper? Carter, Craig, we need to know. <laughs> you wrote the episode. Come on, guys. Tell us. Uh, so Ted tries to convince Barney uh, that Marshall does not want strippers as bachelor party. But Barney just doesn't believe him. You know, he says, uh, what, you guys don't like naked girls? And that's not the case at all. They love naked girls. That's their number one thing. It's naked girls. It's democracy. And then uh, seeing the monkey flip that guy off in yeah. that fucking movie that I don't remember. Every Which yeah. Way But Loose, I think it was called. I've never seen this movie. I don't know this movie. Uh, and I'm and I'm the movie guy, and I don't know this movie. But, uh, yeah, Naked Girls, man. It's up there. I love that Democracy, though, is number two. I thought that was an interesting uh, I mean, hey, piece of line. To, to quote Scrubs, name something teenage boys want to see more than The Rock. Boobies. boobies. <laughs> Show me boobies. Show me boobs. <laughs> uh, but yeah, boobs, uh, naked girls and democracy. Then he admits that uh, uh, not all his girls are great, of course, but he calls them 15 in blackjack. This well, yeah, he, and I love that. Uh, you might hit it, but you're not quite sure if you would. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to add that into my arsenal of description for women. That's fair. I thought what I thought was interesting is typically Ted kind of almost has like a has disgust for the things that Barney says, right? But here he did not. He was like nice. Like he 
totally approved of this line. Well, I thought that was I funny. I think it's because no matter what kind of guy you are, you can be a sensitive guy, you can be a pig, you can be a full-out like supporter of all feminism. Every guy has the arsenal of that girl is on a scale of 1 to 10. Where would you bang her at? You know? <coughs> People can deny it all they want, but it, it's a true fact. Yeah. And even if you're not straight, guys, gay guys will be like, oh, honey, you're 10. Mm-hmm. And it's like, so making the, the 15 rule, I totally understood that. And therefore, I, thought it was, I thought it was actually really clever because, like, I honestly, I'd forgotten that. It wasn't, a, I think, you know, in all the times I've watched, it wasn't a line that ever stuck out to me. Well, it's a throwaway line. And so, like, now that I have to pay attention more, hearing it, I'm like, that's actually a really clever written line. Yeah. Because I've never heard it before. You know what I mean? It's not like somebody, like other people are like, oh, yeah, I, I, you know, people use that all the time. True. That, it's not. So no. I think, I, I don't know. I thought it was really, really clever and it makes a lot of sense. You know what I mean? It actually really works well. I thought, I thought what I, what I thought was funny though, is Ted was like, she was only 15. Like he yeah. thought he meant her age was 15. <laughs> yeah. That would have been really bad. That would have been really, really bad. But uh, so Barney promises no strippers, but you know, he's Barney. He does his wink as he, as he does. And he can't, and he can't promise without doing uh, the wink. So, you know, what's going to happen coming up soon. Then we are in the car on the way to the bachelor party. And this is where we get future Ted talking about all the, the, the you know, the types of people that you get at a bachelor party. You got yep. the, the groom which in this case obviously is Marshall, the best man, which is Ted, the guy who only speaks in cliches, which, which is, is Stuart. Stuart. Yep. The guy who disappears at the beginning of the night and doesn't show up until the end. Which That's is Brad. our introduction to Brad, played by Joe Maginello. No, we've seen Brad before. Have we? Yeah, remember he was at the he was at the oh, party. He was at the law party. That's right. Yeah. And like they Shit. had mentioned him before. Also, um, uh, didn't yeah? We had already seen the episode where they go to brunch too. Oh yeah, I forgot yeah. about the brunch episode. Yeah, so he he's been here a couple You're of right. times. He's he's recognizable enough to the audience to be like, oh yeah, I, I remember this guy. Listen, you know what I mean. Listen, it's Al Seed, man. That's all people need to know. It's true, but they didn't know that yet. <laughs> he's all white. He, yeah, not until he comes back for like Frog Lake does he look like that. Yeah, that's true. That that's when he that's when he looks all fucking buff and shit. Um, and then <laughs> the final transformation. He did go through <laughs> transformation. And then the final person is Barney because as, Barney. Future, as future Ted says, every bachelor party has a Barney, which is probably true. Probably, if you would have had a bachelor party, who would have been your Barney? <sighs> I mean. Might have been you. <laughs> Dude, it would have been me. Wholeheartedly. I had the best bachelor party planned for you, and yeah. I was really sad that it did not get to happen. Yeah, that's okay. Maybe one day I'll just let you throw me a party. <laughs> I'll start making phone calls right now. There it is. Like uh, the non-bachelor <laughs> bachelor party. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have to mute my mic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're just for the rest of the show. I'm just talking. You're just on the phone. <laughs> that would be funny. All right. Uh, and so Barney discovers that the car has a DVD player in the back. 
Yeah. And he pulls out some pornos. Yep. That he just he, happened to have. This one's shot in HD, and this one's shot in HD. <laughs> no, here's my question. Was he just planning on, like, playing them in the hotel room? See, and that... Because I he seemed through... genuinely surprised that there was a DVD player in the car. Well, and see, <laughs> I forgot he had the porn on him. Yeah. I thought it was the return of something else, because, you know, sometimes DVD mm-hmm. players can do... Yeah. And I was like, oh, tell me it's going to be the All Rise mix. Like, yeah. Yeah. get these guys pumped. And then I'm like, oh, porn. That doesn't shock me as much. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, which, you know, the joke comes back a little bit later as well. But yeah, he had like multiple DVDs just in his, in his coat. Yeah, he had like three. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, who brings that much porn with them anywhere? Apparently Barney. I mean, he does have an entire shelf no like and i know shelf. i know he does but at the time though this is also like 2006 Seven. 2007 Seven, internet yeah. porn exists at this point it's true it's true but they would have to have something with internet and and that smartphones like the iphone was hey i don't even know if it had come out quite no. yet because it came out in 2007 but i don't know when in oh fair you know what i mean so um, and even if it had come out, it was the very first one. Yeah, yeah. You know? So uh, <laughs> it probably wasn't the the most easily accessed thing. Uh, no, probably when you're not. Out. Yeah, when you don't have a. Obviously, no one brought their laptop with them. So just gonna get some work done this weekend. Yeah, you know. Uh, so at the same time that this is going on, Lily is having. Her wedding shower. And like I said before, this is a key difference between what Robin thinks is happening and what is actually happening. Yeah, which is she, fucking hilarious. Yeah, she obviously thinks this is a bachelorette party, and it's not. It is a wedding shower. And it's funny because when I was watching it, like I was like, Yeah, okay, she's gonna go to the to the to the shower. And I didn't thought about the fact that Robin would have thought this. I was just like, Yeah, it's a wedding shower. And then they say it, and I'm like, yeah, it is a wedding shower. But what, then why would she bring a, a vibrator? Yep. Like, I, I don't, you know, it, it got me like thinking when I wasn't thinking about it before. And I was like, she must think this is a bachelorette party. Well, and that's which would have made sense because usually the groom has their bachelor party and the, the, the bride has the bachelorette party on the same night. That's usually what happens. Well, yeah. But my thing is, did Lily also, though, not inform her that like, her mom was coming and her uh, like, obviously not. Yeah. Like her, her nun cousins coming. Yeah. Her like, grandma, I mean, her grandma. bunch of kids were there. Cause like Robin is like legitimately like, Oh great. Jesus is watching us. Yeah. I love that. And I'm just like, <laughs> like she's legit like taken back. So yeah. clearly there was some miscommunication, which, which to me means because Obviously, Robin's the maid of honor, right? If this was a bachelorette party, she should have been planning it, right? And that, and that's the other thing I thought of too is that Robin would have planned a bachelorette party. Yeah. So, like, so yeah. What did she actually think was happening here? Like, Who I don't. The fuck knows, man. Yeah, it's Robin man. Shabotsky. That's true. She is not a girly girl. You know, she no. she doesn't do this kind of stuff. And so I think she didn't even know what she was what she was doing. Also, though, did you notice though? Because I thought this was kind of funny. Stuart is invited to the bachelor party, but you do not see Claudia at Lily's party. 
Oh, yeah. That's a good point. And I thought back to it. Nobody likes Claudia. Yeah. Nobody likes Claudia. Huh. Though we also don't see... um, What's her name? Kara? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Brad's girlfriend, right? Although, yeah. Because they had gotten back together. You know, obviously they uh, eventually they they split, but they had gotten back together um, at during the the brunch episode, at the end of the brunch episode. You know what song he was not singing to her in two thousand seven? What? Because we are never ever ever getting back together. That's true. T Swift. Swift. <laughs> she, was, she, she, she was she was behind she was behind the ball at that point. Oh, not, I bet not, she was. Never not mind. quite there. Not. <laughs> T-Switch was probably definitely behind the ball. She was songwriting. She was like, John Mayer is a dick. It's true. It's true. I don't know. Uh, people go on Twitter. Did did Taylor Swift date John Mayer or am I just making shit up in my mind? Yeah, I mean, who knows? I again I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised either. Yeah. Google. Uh, <laughs> Google. Also, uh, let's see. So Robin, like I said. This gift, she obviously didn't know what she was doing, but this was not her the first gift. You nope. know, we t- you know we've already kind of dropped the the uh, the bomb of what this gift is. Be true, <clears throat> you know. So uh, you know, kind of g- gave that away already. But it was not the first gift that she got. No, and I so like <clears throat> either way, I think neither gift was going to be appropriate for. That for, yeah, for a wedding shower, no. That that those those are meant for like household things. Oh, like yeah. what we wind up seeing, you know, an egg scrambler, the little sewing thing. Those are things that you would expect at a wedding shower. Yeah. You know, and, and things like lingerie, which was the first gift, and a vibrator are are things you would find at a bachelorette party, you know. That, so yeah, yeah, wholeheartedly. Again. I don't think she understood what she was going to at all. Mis- miscommunication people will bring yeah. vibrators into your life. That's true. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I put this on Lily for not. Yeah. No, this is a Lily. Lily's miscommunication <clears throat> problem. Cause again, clearly Robin had no idea what kind of fucking party she was going to. Yeah. Not at all. Uh, but yeah. So like at, we kind of flash back to when she had the, the lingerie, she's at the bar. And she shows Barney the the piece of lingerie, and she thinks it's super like provocative and racy, uh, and he just mocks her for it, which I thought was hilarious. Uh, you know, you can give this to her in eighteen fifty. That was you know, it made me laugh. So um, now, on your scale of lingerie, you've seen how racy was it? I mean, not very. I mean, I think it was just a standard piece. Oh yeah, um, maybe. Maybe in two thousand seven. I don't. I don't know. Um, I. I mean, that's that was what fifteen years ago. Maybe. Yeah. But there are far more racy, provocative <coughs> pieces of lingerie out there nowadays. <clears throat> so. You know what else is provocative? <clears throat> My humps. My lovely lady lumps. What, what are they singing? Nobody knows what they're singing, <clears throat> but it's provocative. It's provocative. <laughs> Um, and so I had a little side note here. Barney okay. Barney claims here that he's been in a 10-way. <clears throat> yeah, I caught that. <clears throat> Yet in season three, so coming up, see, there's after this, there are three more episodes in this. 
and then it's episode three of season three. So six episodes from now is the the three way belt episode. Oh, with Trudy and the <laughs> other girl. Yeah, and so it, he has rules for the three way belt. Okay, and so even if he did have a ten way, the rule he would not have qualified for the belt because of the rules for the three way belt. Okay. So it is possible, right, theoretically, but we know that he was too afraid to even do a three-way, so I highly, I, oh, I cannot believe I for a that, second. I figured the 10-way was just a bullshit lie anyway. Yeah, I didn't think know, that. Sometimes he does tell the truth about his sexual exploits, and so, like, I was kind of trying to give him the benefit of the doubt, and then I was like, I don't know, man. I just... <laughs> Listen, I, I don't think I can. As, I don't as think much I can as I would want to say that Barney Stinson is that good, <clears throat> I don't think he can handle nine women at one time. I think you're probably right, honestly. Like, I don't <clears throat> think any man can handle nine women at one time. Yeah. No, I take that back. There is one man who has handled nine women at one time, but he is the only man, and he is a god, and his name was Hugh Hefner. Oh. And that man, rest his fucking soul, is the only man, and that's why he's a fucking god. I mean, I, I, I bet you, I bet you dollars to donuts that Prince had himself some pretty large, pretty large ways. I'm just saying, man. Maybe even like Mick Jagger. Come on. Oh, dude, Jagger for <clears throat> sure, probably. But like, wasn't Prince gay? No. Are you sure? Because I'm, yeah. no, I'm thinking Liberace. <laughs> Very different people, but yes. Oh, shit. <laughs> no, I don't know if it was ever confirmed, but I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Prince was bi, if he, if he, oh, or, or yeah. I guess I actually probably more so like pansexual. I don't think he seemed like the kind of guy who wouldn't care about gender or any gender? of that stuff. You know, it's all about love. You know, that's the way he kind of yeah. came, you know, came off. So I would not be surprised. Uh, I don't know if that's ever been confirmed or not, but there's probably one other person who's had a ten way, and I'm going to shake a lot. I'm going to shake a lot of hate with this one, so I'm only going to say initials. MJ. Oh no, man! <laughs> and I think we're going to move on. <laughs> uh, and so, like I said, you know, Barney mocks her. Oh, so bad. And uh, and he winds up in a not so subtle way, suggesting that Lily uh, that she get Lily uh, a vibrator instead. He calls it a battery powered adult recreational fake penis, which I think is way longer <laughs> than it needs to be. Yeah, most so that guys just, that just makes it funnier. True. I mean, most people just call it a battery operated boyfriend or Bob. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. So I was surprised he didn't go with that acronym or it's just be like. Funny. It's, no, it's far, you're right. Far you're right. His answer is definitely a Barney answer. Yeah, it's it's because of how like not subtle it is that it's just funny, you know. True. The fact that it ends with fake penis, you know exactly what he's talking about. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. So just for, just for <laughs> show purposes, I'll go first. Have you or have you not ever owned a fake penis? And like yeah. I said, I'll go first. Okay. I did, in fact, own a dildo. Oh, I know. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> though you not... did not, though you did not buy it. No, no, no. So for <laughs> for the concept of the story, I used to clean out houses after people would move out in a rush. 
Uh, everything was thrown away or you keep things that weren't electronics. Uh, and I found this entire drawer of sex toys. And I found this dildo that was probably like a good like eight inches long, really girthy. And it <clears throat> suction cup to a wall and had a big pair of balls under it. Uh, it was never used on anybody, uh, although I did smack Josh in the face with it once. <laughs> and he returned it the just, favor. It just it's suctioned to the wall for a while. Like oh yeah, like... dude, that thing floated around for years, and then somewhere it either got <laughs> misplaced or taken by somebody. Yeah, uh, yeah, it it found different places around the house to be suctioned to the wall. All right, but your turn now, <laughs> sir. Um, I myself have never owned one. Um, there has been one in my apartment because my ex-wife had one that you know i we, you know she would use on herself and i would use on her you know various times um but yeah no, <laughs> I, like, I, I like the way you playfully <clears throat> dance around that like, i myself never actually uh owned one but as soon as you were asking the question the first thing that popped in my head was the suction cup one from back in the back in the day because uh... dude that thing was hilarious it was great. I miss it, to be honest would, with you. We would chase our friend Adam around. <laughs> <laughs> Innocent little Christian boy, you know. <laughs> and we just made ourselves the villains in this story. Oh, he's, he's a good kid, though. <laughs> he, he always laughed about it. He always loved it. Or he always loved it. Yeah, no, he always laughed about it. You know. Yeah, he loved it. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so that was continuing uh, on. <laughs> so we flash back to current time, and we now know that Robin has a dildo yes. vibrator in the box, and she has arrived at the shower. And like we said before, it's relatives. We got you know her mom's there, her aunt, her grandmother, her uh, cousin, her cousin a, who's a nun. A bunch of kids are running around, and she walks in with a box that is that has a dildo in it. Um, and the first thing I noticed. As soon as she walked in, because I knew what was going to happen. Like, I knew that she swapped the cards out. But the first thing I noticed, I was like, oh, okay. There's another gift that almost looks identical. Yeah, and I thought about that. Because originally, I thought the wrapping were the same. Yeah, yeah, but but they're not. But they're very similar. And the same color ribbon and bow. Yeah, I noticed that, too. Like, that's a random. I thought that was kind of cool. And I have a little tidbit. About uh, her grandmother. Okay. So uh, Kay Callen plays Lily's grandma, uh, her grandma Lois. Kay, her, no, her grandma Lois. Kay Callen also played Lois Lane's mother-in-law on Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman. Oh, no shit. Yeah. That's really cool. She played Martha Kent. Yep. Huh. But, you know, it's Lois Lane's mother-in-law. Yeah, she, yeah. And then, I, wondered, and then I don't she think played I realized Lois. that that was Clark's mom. <clears throat> Yeah, because I watched uh, Lois and Clark. Yeah, obviously. I mean, it's been a while since I watched it, so I didn't. I didn't. I mean, she looked familiar in general, so maybe like in my back of my brain, her, her face was there. Huh. But but yeah, I didn't. I didn't actually until I read it. I was like, oh, that's really cool. But I thought that was really cool because of the Lois yeah. kind of connection. I thought that was kind of neat. And they love Superman. In you know, apparently, the, the, the creators love Superman. You know, it's obvious. <laughs> <clears throat> so I thought that was cool that they that they had cast her up for that. Uh, and again, like we said, she's even introduced to Lily's cousin Margaret, who is on her way to becoming a yeah, nun. I love that. Do I introduce <laughs> you as my cousin or sister? Yeah, she's cousin like, Margaret what? or sister Margaret? Yeah, not yet. She hasn't taken her vows yet. 
She's so there's still, still time, John. There's still time. Uh, but then we go back to the car, and the guys, other than Ted, who's driving, are watching what they think is a porno. Yeah, I fucking <laughs> love this. Morgan Freeman, that dude is in everything. everything. Yep. And it just winds up being the 1998 uh, disaster film, Deep Impact, which uh, this, this sent me on a little deep dive of things. Deep Impact, John, is what is referred to as a twin film alongside oh, yeah. Armageddon. Yeah. For those of you who out there who don't know what that means, uh, this happens all the time, almost on a yearly basis, really, uh, where two films uh, are either in production or come out with either the same year or within a year uh, of one another. They have like pretty much the same premise. Oh, yeah. Um, and there have been so many. Uh, I wrote down a few uh, examples just... We had um, Ants and a Bug's Life that came out the same year. Uh, White House Down and Olympus Has Fallen both Those came are, out the same. Yeah. Yeah. The Howling and an American Werewolf in London came out the same year. American Werewolf mm -hmm. in London, that's one of my favorites. Yeah. Uh, no Strings Attached and Friends with Benefits. Like, I get those movies confused all the time. Yeah. Uh, as Smallfoot and Abominable. You know, a couple, a couple of good ones there, uh, and and so many, so many more. Like I, I, I went onto the Wikipedia page, and dude, there's tons. So tons, man. correct me if I'm wrong. Deep Blue Sea, though, that's Thomas Jane, right? Uh yes. That's the one with the, like the shark, and at one point, uh, LL Cool J. J. Yeah, yeah. Samuel Jackson gets eaten. Yeah, yeah. He gets like eaten. <laughs> yeah. That's Why? It. Because <laughs> I was like, I think that's that movie, but I wasn't going to Google it earlier. And I was like, oh. Josh would know. Oh, that's not what they're watching. They're oh, watching. No, they're watching Deep Impact. Yeah, they're watching Deep Impact. I knew that. <laughs> I was testing your movie knowledge, bro. Asteroid movie. Good stuff. Yeah. But uh, yeah, like I said, uh, there, there's a full Wikipedia page. It's just it's called Twin Films, and it, and it, and it goes way back. Um, Ton, tons of different things. I was kind of looking through Turner and Hooch and K9. I don't know if you remember, oh remember uh, those movies. I never saw K9, but I've definitely seen Turner and Hooch. Oh, yeah. Hooch is crazy. Ho Hooch is crazy. Uh, so we had Tombstone and Wyatt Earp. Yeah. Couple of, a couple of really good movies there. Uh, Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat. Came out I don't with, think I realized that those came out the same year. They came out not the same year. They were, It was within a year. Uh, oh. Street Fighter was 94, Mortal Kombat was 95. But they and were in yet, production at the same time, you know, coming out right around the same time. And uh, yet Mortal Kombat is way better. That's true. You never Shogun. hear anybody you never hear anybody say, damn, that Street Fighter movie was a good movie. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. But continue, Showgirls. Showgirls and, and Striptease came oh, out yeah. right, right around the same time. Uh, let's see. We had like again, Deep Impact, Armageddon, uh, Entrapment, and the Thomas Crown Affair. I oh, love both sure. those movies. I, I really enjoyed. I enjoyed both those movies quite a bit. Um, uh, let's see, Bicentennial Man, the one with Robin Williams, and AI Artificial Intelligence came oh, out sure. pretty close to one another. Scary Movie and Shriek. If if I know what you did last, yeah, night, those two really did. And I'm pretty sure Shriek came out like a few months before scary movie did if i'm not missing it came up because i know it came out before but it was, I think yeah. it was like a, a couple of months um before that one uh let's see 
couple others here. Chasing Liberty and First Daughter, both romantic oh, comedies about you know the president's rebellious daughter. <laughs> and they both came out in 2004. Same Give same, us one more good year. one. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Oh, man. One good one. Let's see. Um, oh, there's got to be one that's that I haven't said that's really good here. Hold on. Uh, I mean, I mean, those make sense. I, I, I don't know if I'd call them necessarily huh. good. Because <laughs> they're because, like I said, there there are a lot um, that have that have come out. Some are you know, a bit smaller than others. Uh, uh, I mean, I'm not necessarily gonna say like good, like this ain't the greatest example, but it's a pretty glare. I think it's a pretty glaring example. Um, Jobs and Steve Jobs, the two Steve Jobs movies. Oh yeah, were in production in, at the same time and came, they didn't come out the exact same year, but they were in production at the same time and came out pretty damn close to one another. Damn. So yeah, a lot, a lot of stuff like that. Um, I'm sure you guys can can look up, go onto Wikipedia, type in. Twin films, they'll find a whole whole list of uh, crazy stuff like that. Uh, so back to this, Barney also pulls out some illegal Cuban cigars, John. Yeah, dude. We illegal. had just talked about um, Cubans on like a, I don't know if it was the last episode or the one before, and like you had met, you were like, how it was the Fiero? Yeah, how how does he? Oh yeah, because they were in the glove box. You know how do how do people keep getting these these cigars or whatever? Yeah. Uh, obviously Barney has some, I don't know how about, about like Ted and Marshall, but obviously Barney has some sort of connection. If he's getting some, like, he, I mean, he pulled five this time. Yeah. And he's like, it's, it's illegal for you to even smoke these things. Dude. You know? And that's what so. I'm saying. Like he straight out talks about how legal <laughs> these things are. And I'm like, yeah. how, how the fuck did you get them? I mean, he, he's obviously got connections, you know? Uh, I mean, he's got all those, like he goes to, when he goes to the casino and plays with all those Asian businessmen. True. I mean, he probably gets them from like overseas. Well, know, I mean, we know who, that because people in like China could probably get them. No problem. Well, probably. And then he probably gets them that way. Maybe, or maybe he knows somebody. Well, I mean, don't down forget in Cuba. though, him and Ted yeah. are, you know, international businessmen as well. <laughs> 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 Throw back to a previous episode. That's, yeah, that's, that's fair. We that's are fair. international businessmen. I mean, Barney does some shady stuff, and I don't believe for a second that Barney doesn't know what he does for for his job. You know what I mean? No, because he straight out tells us in one of the final mm-hmm. episodes he knew the whole time what he was doing. And he was oh, working yeah. with the FBI. Yeah. So, like, I think he, because of this job, too, he's probably got some shady contacts. Well, I'm sure also. he probably does some of the stuff he does <laughs> so that he can also, like, you can't tell me he's not spending the money at the Sky Mall. And then this company of his is like, oh, yeah, you needed a hot dog warmer in your office? Sure. <laughs> Fucking Sky Mall. Oh, oh man. Yeah, but, I mean, what are they going to say? You know, are they really going to be like, you can't be buying all this stuff? You're like, hey, you want me to keep doing this for you or what? You know well, what I mean? I mean, and it's, yeah, it's an even trade all the way around. But I'm just saying, like, yeah. you can't tell me they don't know he's spending that money. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, like maybe, like maybe you're right. Maybe he had one of the internationals send him in a package, like the <coughs> the illegal Cubans, and therefore, yeah. like they got shipped into the office instead of his own personal mm-hmm. residence. Mm-hmm. It, an in-house package wouldn't make any big splash. And then yeah. it's oh, it's just a few cigars, whatever. Yeah, nobody's yeah. all the wiser. Yeah, you know it. So yeah, Barney says he's gonna, you know, he, he plans to light these things up once they get to Atlantic City. 
But they're not going to Atlantic City, John. Nope. No, they find out from Brad that they are going to some place called... Well, they find out that from Brad that they're not going to Atlantic City. Yeah. First off. And then uh, Barney leans up to talk to Ted. He says that they're going to some place called the Foxwoods. Foxwoods. Yeah, where they're going to uh, go to a boxing match, uh, do some gambling. <coughs> they got they apparently got themselves a private craps table. Uh, and they'll be sharing a 100... <coughs> A 102 ounce steak from Which a cow is a that huge ass fucking steak. Yeah, from a cow that Ted picked out on the internet. Uh, and I know John. I know you have a little story about about a big yeah, steak. Yeah, yeah. Well, for <laughs> comparison size for you, it's like that night me and you went to Texas Roadhouse and I got that big steak. It's like yeah. like what did you say? Like three and a quarter of those? Yeah, it's like three. Yeah, it's a little over three because that was a a 32 ounce steak. Yeah. Uh, breaking down the math, this steak that they're all going to share, which I mean, there are five of them, but still that is true. It's like a six and almost six and a half pound steak for five of them. I mean, that's still over a pound per per person. person. Yeah. So like, that's a, I feel like that's a lot for just an average person. I would have to agree with you. You know what I mean? Cause I mean, 102 ounces, five people, you're talking 20 ounces, a little over, you know, 20 ounces each. Roughly, that's it's a big now. Steak. If that was ribs, could you do it? Well, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because I'm not gonna lie, if it was a pound steak, it's gone. Like, I, I got that. I mean, you could probably put a major dent in 102 ounces of ribs on my own. I'm just, <laughs> I'm not gonna like, lie, if somebody rib, I could put a major dent in that. If, if not, somebody put 102 ounces of steak in front of me. I'm going to try to eat that whole thing. <laughs> God damn. You may have to, we'll have an ambulance on standby. I was going to say, dial 911 and wait a few minutes before you hit send. But yeah, I'm trying it. Oh man. That, uh, I mean, that would be a hell, hell of an accomplishment. I'll say that much. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I did a little research. I looked up um, this Fox, because I had no idea what it was. Apparently it is the Foxwoods Resort Casino in Connecticut. See, about two and a half, three hour drive from New York City, which is roughly the same amount of time that it would have taken them to go to Atlantic City, just in the opposite direction. Okay. So, like, it, it, it to me, it makes sense that Barney wouldn't have realized because, like, either way, they're driving a long distance, yeah. you know? And so, it, even though they're going the opposite direction, I doubt he pays attention when, because he doesn't drive. I was going to say, it's not like he would have been really paying attention anyway. Plus, yeah. they were watching a DVD and shit for a little while. It's true. Yeah. <clears throat> so, I thought, thought that was interesting. That, it, you know, there's an actual place that they were going to. Uh, and so, they get to the hotel, finally. Uh, the guys walk into their room, and there's a stripper wait in there. Well, not all the guys. That's true. That's true. Brad is not with them. No, he uh, wanted to go hit some tables and stuff before everything. Yeah, he wanted to pl- he wanted to play some blackjack. <laughs> and he has officially disappeared at the beginning of this of this uh, yep. uh event here. <laughs> but yes, there was a stripper in the room. How the hell did Barn like was he just in the back like texting somebody to, to hook it up? So, like, what was going on? Here? I thought about that when I watched he didn't the he didn't know that they weren't going to AC. Exactly. But it's Barney, and he is very good about doing what he does. Mm-hmm. So five bucks says, "Yeah, he probably hit somebody up and was like, move the party here, find mm-hmm. out where the party's located, and get it set up immediately.'" 
Yeah, and he he obviously found a way to convince the the desk person to let this stripper into the room. I mean, Barney's got his ways. We all know that. Oh yeah. I just I I almost kind of wish we had gotten to see how he finagled this one. You know? Yeah, that would have been pretty epic. Because it's impressive to me that he was able to pull that off. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so this this stripper has an elaborate show to put on, apparently. And it requires uh, two power strips, a bucket of water, and some special re- release forms just to start. Just I to mean, start, John. That's a pretty good show. Because, I mean, mine involves a <laughs> buffalo, liver stuffed, properly stuffed, a pitching wedge, and a bucket of ice. <laughs> there it is, folks. Now, you can use your imagination figure out that one uh, <laughs> uh so uh <laughs> then we go back over to the wedding shower for for uh, you know a quick quick little minute uh lily is uh starting to open gifts robin is trying to communicate telepathically with lily we've seen this before we saw it in the paralegal episode they did yeah. this um and it seems to be working they seem to be on the same page but <laughs> apparently lily Thought that Robin just needed a tampon and had her mom give her one. Yeah, which I'm like, first off, like, obviously these two can never seem to communicate, but the guys do it all the time. Yeah, they do. It's 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 interesting. And I it makes me wonder if it's just because the guys have known each other a lot longer. Even Barney, they've known longer. That is true. You know, a few years longer than than Robin. Um and I also, it makes me wonder if it's if it's just Lily. <laughs> Maybe she's I mean, just not good at this. I, well, she is also in the middle of her party, so it's not like she's concentrating. That's true, too. That's true. Uh, so uh, Robin tries to, to sneak off with her gift, but she's caught by Cousin Margaret. So instead, she just swaps the cards. Yeah. With, in uh, Like we said before, very similar uh, wrapping. Here. Well, and I love how even here, like future Ted's, like even Aunt Robin said she doesn't know what she was hoping to accomplish. But like, yeah. and I'm like, so you swap the fucking cards? Like, one, the wrapping paper is different. Yeah, the gift inside is totally different. Yeah, here's my thing. What if she had been handed Grandma Lois's gift that had the had Robin's card first? Yeah, right. So she opens it up. Oh, it's from Robin. Very sweet. They open it up. And it's Grandma Lois's gift. Grandma Lois would be like, "Yo, that's that's my gift." Like, yeah, that's not Robin's gift. So, like, yeah, I don't know what she was what she was hoping to have happen. Here. I I don't know. Like, and I thought that. Like, I'm like, I don't know what she was hoping to accomplish either. But clearly, she was not fucking smart about it. Yeah, her. I almost feel like her best bet would have just been to get rid of the card, and then nobody would have known who the gift was from. Maybe. Honestly, here's my thing. <laughs> Why didn't she just like fucking just pick it up and run? <laughs> yeah, she could have explained it later to, to Lily. Lily would have understood. Lily would have understood. Everybody else would have been like, what was wrong with her? And Lily would have been like, I, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, she could have just like grab snatch and run, man. Yeah, snatch and run. <laughs> uh yeah, I mean she absolutely could have, but she did not. <laughs> um so we then go back to the hotel. The stripper is getting the show going. Uh, she's got like floodlights set up that are have like red bulbs in them. Uh, she's got a big uh, hippie hop ball thing, little you know, oh, bouncy yeah. ball with the handle. Sharp on the ground, which, if you notice, has a pair of handcuffs hooked to it. Oh yeah, around the handle thing. 
Um, yeah, a tarp on the ground and then a smoke machine. Uh, now, my favorite Barney part about controls. this is, is the show <laughs> is starting and Barney hits the, the button for the fog machine. Yeah. Did, did you catch Marshall's line? I don't. I mean, I don't remember it, so maybe not. What is this? A kiss show? Oh, yeah, he did say that, didn't and he? And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I found, I found out something interesting about this. Okay. Uh, apparently, back in the day, um, there was an, there's an extended version of this scene somewhere out there. Uh, I have to look it up. I found this out like right before we started recording. Uh, there's an extended version of the scene where uh, Treasure the Stripper is uh we get to see more of of the the stuff from oh, yeah. this the show see how she hurts her ankle it was apparently posted on the how i met your mother myspace page back in the day oh shit and it's revealed that we we get to see a lot of the other stuff so there's like i said there's handcuffs and the and the hippity hop ball but there's also a ping pong paddle a whip a baton an umbrella a feather cat toy a pylon, a lantern, foam fingers, uh, a large water jug, a blow-up giraffe, a fire extinguisher, a typewriter, which Barney mentions later on, and cupcakes. Fair. Well, lot, like, I, I just want to see what this whole show is. I I've don't never, remember. I, do I need remember, to look though, up the scene, though. After yeah, I, I was going to say, I do remember the delayed scene because it actually shows her get hurt. Yeah. Like, she slips on the tarp. Okay. At least I think that's what I remember. I do remember seeing something though about her getting hurt. And I was like, oh, okay. It's so funny because thought- we always talk about how like this show that never had like deleted scenes. Yeah. Until the like the final season, and there was like the yeah. one with the pineapple, right? But that's obviously that's what this is. Well, yeah. You know, I don't know if it was made specifically for MySpace. Or if it was actually a deleted scene and they just decided, hey, let's release it. But it's one of the very few deleted scenes. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, they did a very good job of never really giving, like, deleted footage. Which is a bummer, man. Most of the time, all you get is gag reel, and that's not as fun. Yeah, I mean, gag reel is cool, but, like, I would love to see some deleted scenes. Like, they had to, because, like, all these shows like this film a lot. Oh, yeah. And cut out a lot of stuff. It's just kind of the way it is. Um, I would love to see some of the some of the old deleted scenes from this, but I feel like we'll probably never get to see them. But maybe exactly. one day, who knows? May, maybe when Craig and Carter are on like their deathbed, they're like, "Release the deleted scenes, release the Kraken." <laughs> uh, but that that would be cool. But so yeah, I'm gonna have to look that scene up uh, afterward because if I can find like if it's on YouTube, I'll pr- I might just post it on the uh, the Twitter page. So Hell look yeah. out for that. Uh, but then one minute later, they are helping her out of the room as she has apparently broken her ankle and needs to go to the hospital. One minute, John. That's one all minute. it took. She had all this stuff ready to go and only got to be in there for one minute. Dude, that because sucks. Because Barney didn't listen when she said not to use the uh, the fog machine when she's on the hippity hop ball. Freaking Barney, man. Barney, man, uh, never listening to rules. It's true. Uh, so they they drive her to the hospital. Barney's, you know, seems to be freaking out. He even suggests that maybe they should bury her in the desert. Dude, I love that. 
uh, which I thought was was funny. So th- they then turn the radio on to see how the fight is going because it had started like ten minutes prior to this point, and the the, the fight is already over uh, and is being touted as as a historic knockout event. Yep, that sucks, man. Yep, <laughs> like they had third row seats like right there to watch this thing, and uh, because of of Barney. They they missed the whole thing. Yeah, and that's that's the thing. Like, you know, people people like to 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 say how like wrestling is not as good as as like boxing or MMA because it's, it's you know the you know the fighting isn't isn't quote unquote real. But like, I don't want to I don't want to pay sixty bucks to watch ten minutes. Like, well, I why- mean, you do get more than ten minutes though because it's usually more than one fight. But I mean, still, yeah. But it's like, t- like, no. Like I, I'm, I, I'm not down with that. <laughs> like I, I come here, I, if I'm paying that kind of money for this big, ma- massive, because uh, they, they said it was like a, uh, these two people were were fighting again. It was like their rematch or whatever. Yeah. And if it's like this big rematch event, like ten minutes, like, and the fight wasn't even ten minutes because it was just ten minutes after it started. Yeah. And it was already over before that. I'm just like, nah, I, I'm okay. I've seen MMA fights where like, like pay-per-view fights where it's just like literally within two minutes, the person's just knocked out. Yep. And I'm just like, that ain't satisfying to me. I don't know. I'm sure it is to other people. More power to you. If you like that stuff, that's cool. <laughs> you do you It's just, I prefer the show of wrestling. <laughs> Showmanship. Yes. <laughs> uh, so uh, we go back over to the shower. Lily, is uh is handed robin's gift uh it's the it's actually robin's gift but it has her grandma lois's card on it so she thinks this is coming from her grandma and i Um, love the speech grandma gives yeah grandma just get she 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 tells this just this heartfelt story about like the history of this gift and you know uh how it's been in their family for generations but as the audience Knowing what's in this box, her story is fucking hilarious. Robin knowing what's in that box and the faces she's making behind everybody. <laughs> she's us at that oh, point. Oh, God, yeah. You know, it's just, at one point in this whole story, I think it's actually in the, because like the scene is cut up into two, into two, two scenes. I think it's in the second half, though, where she's like talks about. Uh, her husband. Yes, when he was in the military. Yeah, and he would use and it. He would use it sometimes. But back in the day, it was even made of wood. Yeah, I'm just like, oh my god, this is the funny. And like, she was, she was great delivering that Dude, speech, man. It was, it was, it was, it was, yeah. Fantastic. We we'll talk about those two sections together. Yeah, yeah, you're right. They split it up, and I was like, why? Yeah. I was like, I would have loved to have seen that segment as just one, like. Stop yeah. dragging it out. We know there's a fucking dildo in the box. <laughs> right? <laughs> and then I love how they, they bring up the whole Sex in the City thing. It's yes. like the one Miranda gave somebody on Sex in the City. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't co- come until they actually reveal it. But, yeah. Uh, we can talk about that half, uh, the second half. Um, we, we find out that we had found out before, like right before her speech started, that it was this little antique sewing machine. Yeah. This black antique sewing machine, which I think is funny because it was it was black, yeah. just like 
the the vibrator is because um uh, her mom asks robin uh at the like when she first brings it in she's trying to figure out what it is and she asks her what color it is and she says it's black well, i thought that was kind of funny that they ha actually happened to both be black um and lily's face when she opens the box she's like shocked and speechless embarrassed she doesn't know what to do i Ooh, thought that and i thought it was it was man it was great um, and yeah, so like right before she takes it out of the box, Robin jumps in and confesses everything. And yeah, then everybody's like, oh, well, I got to look at this thing. And yeah, then they're, they're talking about sex in the city and Dude, comparing it hilarious. to that one. Yeah, it was, it was really, it was really funny. Um, definitely not what the, either of them expected to have happen. Uh, so then we're at the hospital Stuart makes a joke because he's the cliche guy. Oh, yeah. He, he makes a joke about uh, marriage kind of being like death. He says something about like, you know, uh, go down to the morgue and morgue. check yourself in. Yeah. Uh, and Marshall asks him, he's like, is everything all right at home? And Stuart's response, he's just like, no. <laughs> and they just leave it at that. Well, yeah. <laughs> That's so it. So I realized, though, think about this. This falls into the timeline where Stuart mm -hmm. has a drinking problem. Yeah. Yeah, we're seeing it's funny because, like, I never really thought about it you know, in the many other times that I've seen this. That there's a little sub story that happens throughout multiple episodes uh -huh. with Stuart. We're seeing the trajectory of uh -huh. Stuart, uh, Stuart's relationship there. And I thought that was fascinating to see this little bit. Yeah. With it. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. Cause, cause a lot of shit goes down later on. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, leads to like, uh, the intervention, the intervention. And, and, and stuff like that. So a lot of crazy stuff goes Come on. Come on, man. Where's your drink? Nobody comes to see Bruce yeah. Banner. They all want to see the Hulk. Yeah. Hulk, Hulk, Hulk. I guess I should have read the email. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so then treasure comes out, uh, from the back, from the, you know, the hospital with, with like this, um, it's a boot. Yeah, I guess it's technically a, a type of cast. Um, yeah, I don't know. I've never had one, so it's, I don't. It's, actually... it's an immobilizer boot slash um, brace, which pretty much keeps <clears throat> your leg straight enough that it'll heal a break, but it's not bad enough for a cast. Okay. So, what the, the only thing that makes me laugh about this? I was going to say because I wasn't. I was like, does she have like an actual cast under it, or is it just no. this thing? Because I'd never. It's, like it's said, just never that. Okay. Um, so yeah, she comes out with that. She's on crutches. Uh, you know, she she's you know upset because you know she, she can't work now, and she she tells a sad story about uh, you know how she you know she can't can't work and her can't provide for her kids, yeah, and her fiance uh, who, who come back from the war and he drinks a lot and and all this stuff. Um, and, and it's you know it seems real sad, but Barney's like, do the show anyway, yeah, <laughs> you know. He, he's still down for it. And I've the, seen her second half. I know most of it's horizontal or propped yeah, up, right? Yeah. The seated or supine position. She's like, it is true. And then they start to like pity her. Like, no, you don't have to do this. And she's like, I know I don't have to do this. I want to do this because I'm good at it. And I give her a lot of props because that is a true entertainer right there. Yeah, absolutely. I won't call her what everybody else calls her on the show. She is an entertainer, sir. That's true. Uh, and and she does, man. She she gives them the show uh, that was that they deserved. Yeah, man. That 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 was promised. And I don't know what she fully did during this show, 
but it it affected <laughs> it affected them, especially Stewart. Yeah, I miss my wife. <laughs> uh, and spe- speaking of that, because that happens when they're at dinner after everything. Yep. You know, all the guys are like I said, they're kind of like disgusted at what they just witnessed. Obviously, except for Barney, he's chowing down on his you know his portion of that hundred and two ounce steak. And I realized, you know, we were talking about the breakdown of the steak. There's only four of them at this point. Yeah, it's 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 still a hundred and two ounce steak, but now there's only four of them because Brad's yeah. still not there. Uh, and so that's even more steak. You know, you're yes. talking twenty five ounces a piece. You know, twenty five and a half ounces a piece. Yeah, that's that's a lot of steak. Um, I mean, it's it's less than what yours was. Think about that. They're each eating less than what yours was. So, like, man, you're making me feel like a real fat ass over here, dude. Thanks. <laughs> hey, Barney seemed to be good with it. He was chowing down on it. I mean. Uh, Listen, best steak in life is a free steak. That is not wrong. I, I'm, I'll, I'll say that. <laughs> uh, so I learned something, and then I had to do a little uh, little investigation myself. Um, on the wiki page, it said that, so you know how on the walls behind them, it's like a bunch of caricatures, it's like celebrities and stuff? Yeah. On the wiki page, it said that Carter and Craig's faces were on the wall. Oh no shit. And so I I when I went when I went to rewatch it, I like I was freeze framing each time they'd show a new piece of wall. And sure enough, they are both on there. But I caught something that the wiki did not catch. Pamela Fryman's also on there. Dude, that's badass. And she's right next to, to Craig Thomas's. Uh it's it's her and Craig, and then Carter's somewhere else on the wall. That's badass. Yeah. I, I was like, that's really cool. That's it's a really cool little uh little, little thing that they they stuck in there um for this. And I'm curious if this is a real restaurant that actually had cuz I I think that's a cool idea. I mean that is pretty cool. You know, I'd love to go to whatever that place is if it's real. I I, I would love to. Just take pictures in front of uh, in front of the 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 three of them post it on the on the on the Hell Twitter yeah. page. Boom. Uh so then Barney tries uh to remember if he, because because apparently the guys kept telling him to put out the cigar, not to smoke, because it's a non-smoking room, and he's like, you know, and then I put out the cigar, or did I? No, I did, or did I? No, I did, and then you hear sirens, because apparently he did not, and he started a little fire in the room. Barney started the fire, <laughs> but John, it wasn't a big fire. Just big enough to get them kicked out of the hotel. That's all. Just big enough. <laughs> and so, because they're kicked out, they uh, are they they have to head back. They got nowhere else to go. So they're driving back, and they spot somebody, <laughs> and they pull over. Oh, it's Brad, and it's Brad. Now we're not going to say what he's wearing here. We don't want to give it away. But so if they, you remember, go over to Twitter <clears throat> at Last Call H I M Y M and tell us. What is Brad wearing? That's right. Uh, and Brad doesn't seem phased at all by the fact that they just found him on the side of the road. And he's just like, just, that was the fight. That was the fight. <laughs> That's all. I'm just like, oh, Brad. Total, totally hangover there, though. Yeah, 100%, like, which I thought was, was really funny. Um, and then they go back to the bar. And Ted is kind of relaying the night to the girls quickly, uh, who are because they're surprised that they're back already. They, yep. they weren't supposed to be. 
Um, and Marshall is, is, is pissed off at Barney. Oh for, yeah, dude. He essentially sends it hard. Yeah, man. Uh, essentially calling him like selfish and saying, you know, you, you don't even want us to get married. And Lily interject, uh, interjects here saying that that's yeah, not. But Barney tries to stop her. He and does. she's like, no, he needs to know. Mm-hmm. And that's when we find out that during the initial opening part of the episode, when they're talking about Barney leaving, he doesn't just leave. He goes all the way to San Fran. He, and I love his line here. He's like, hey, Barney, what's up? How's things going? No, it's enough about me, Lily. You need to come home and talk to Marshall and get back with him and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I love how he's like, I can't keep stealing his ladies, Lily. And I was yeah. like, <laughs> I'm like, first off, that's fucking genius. And then I love how he leaves. And then he yeah. walks back and he's like, Hey, so if you had to kill three hours, would you do this or this? Yeah. Like, would you would you would you visit Alcatraz or Fisherman's Wharf? Mm. I'd go well, to yeah. Alcatraz. I, I would too. I don't, I'm not 100 percent sure what Fisherman's Wharf is, so I would definitely do Alcatraz. But I I think it's really cool to find this out because you know, throughout this show, you know, you think of Barney as like the selfish guy who doesn't really care about other people. But it's obvious he loves his friends. You know, he may yeah, not show it in that normal way that other people do. But oh, here, here's my thing, though, about the whole Barney thing here, though. We know, though, that later on, though, he confesses that Lillian Marshall are something he aspires to be. That's true. And so it doesn't shock me that he did this here because Marshall and Lily are the only real love he knows. Yeah. His mom and dad split up. He's never known his father. He's never known real love. That's why I feel like he bounces conquest to conquest. Marshall and Lily are the closest thing he knows to what true love is. Therefore, yeah. if Lily and Marshall aren't together, the universe doesn't make sense to Barney. No, I mean, you're right. Because, I mean, even even Ted, I mean, he cycles through girls. Yeah. Like, like nothing, man. Yeah. So, like, Barney can't really look at him for that. The, the only two constant women Bar- or, uh, Ted has in his life is Victoria and Robin. That's true. And yeah. I mean, that's really sad to say because until the them, end, obviously. Yeah, until the end. And even then, though, like, like Tracy puts Barney in his place right away. Oh, yeah, like in is. that convenience store, she's like, you know, you seem like you're doing this for purpose, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, wait. And then he, like, he goes, but yeah, we're getting way ahead of ourselves there. But yeah, I feel like that that is why Barney went out there to talk to her was because he knew Marshall needed her. Like, yeah. it's Marshall and Lily. PB and J. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's true. Uh, he he needed that. Yeah, I think I think you're 100 percent right. And he did the opposite of what he would normally do, you know, and, and just went right out there. And because of this, Marshall, he's, he's so touched by this. He makes Barney his co-best man. Co-best man. Ted. Uh, you know what I just realized? What Marshall Erickson, his initials make me. Lily Aldrin makes law. You can't get to law without going through me. It's the okay. do re mi, do re oh. mi fa so la. Okay. Can't get to law without seeing me. That's actually kind of interesting. I doubt that they that was oh, on purpose. No, it was not on purpose act- at all. But it's actually kind of interesting, man. I dig that. that. Was that was just a me <laughs> thing right now? I was like, wait. <laughs> If you roll the tape back, you'll see my wheels turning on that one. But but John, you know what an even better thing is? 
Lily Aldrin, L.A. Marshall Erickson, M.E. L.A.M.E. That's lame. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mila. This is Mila Kunins. Fair. It's spelled differently, but yeah, sure. <laughs> I like lame better. It's called phonetics, sir, like goatee fish. That, uh, that club has, is closed. Lame. You, you don't remember that. No, lame okay. is okay. <laughs> Third base. <laughs> okay is lame. No, that's a different club. Yeah. Uh, but then we end the episode with Lily and Robin discussing uh, the vibrator and like who's who should take it back, you know, because neither yeah. of them want to admit that they want it. Well, you know okay. what I mean? And so this is where I have something. I'm, I'm going to make this brief. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make this quick because it is. 1042 and I am way past going to bed. <laughs> Any man who says they do not need a toy in the bedroom is fucking selfish. That's fair. Yeah. All I'm saying on that subject. Okay. But yeah, I I, I thought this was this scene was actually really Oh funny yeah, no, to... it's funny. Oh, Marshall would want to get a good laugh at yeah. it. I'd and rather then... Marshall doesn't know about this. I love then at the end, Lily's just like, I'm keeping it. Lily, <laughs> she gets real serious. I'm keeping it. And you know, uh, uh, Robin went back to that store and got herself one. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, but yeah, so that wraps up the episode, season two, episode 19, Bachelor Party. Bachelor. John, what are your overall thoughts on the episode? It's a decent episode. It's not one of my top all-time favorites, but it is a good one for showing how compassionate Barney can be, at least. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I like this one. Um Mainly for, like, I like the actual bachelor party stuff, but I actually like the 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 humor in the bridal shower stuff yeah. more. I, I think say, that's the, way the funnier. The bridal shower side of the episode is way more funny than like the hangover yeah. knockoff. Yeah, which clearly came after this, though. Yeah, I I don't know when that. Yeah, maybe when did that movie come out? That's a good question. Uh, I don't know. Hold on, I'll Google it really quick. Um, but yeah, uh, the the whole wedding shower thing I think is uh, just hilarious. Um, but but then seeing what Barney did for Lillian Marshall, I think also is something that really kind of hangover makes came out in two thousand nine. Oh wow! So yeah, this was before the hangover even yeah. happened. So that's interesting. I always kind of thought like they took inspiration from the hangover, but I guess not. So that's actually fascinating to me. Yeah, let that um, sink in there for a second. Hmm. Okay, hangover. I see you. I see you watching how I met your mother, taking some. <laughs> hey, they gotta do what they got to do. That's true. They that's made true. a very funny story. That's that's true. Uh, but yeah. Uh, so now that that part is out of the way, we have one final part that we like to uh, finish off with, and that is Barney's blog. Stood up, bitches. That's right. Wait, All right. hold that picture back up. I just noticed something <laughs> I never noticed before. Okay. Oh, never mind. I thought Ooh. that was a giant bottle of Seagram 7s back there. Oh. <laughs> but that is not Seagram 7. No. I do see some Jaeger back there, though. There's definitely a bottle of Jack Daniels Black Label sitting right there in the front, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and some Jameson. Oh, yeah. Is that what the one behind the brown bottle is? Yeah. That's what I thought was the Seagram Seven. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. It's a bottle of bottle of James. The one that's like there. right on the door frame. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I thought that was Seagram's, but at least it's 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 still whiskey. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, folks. So this one, uh, this is a good one, I think. 
this uh, edition of Barney's blog is titled The Barney Stinson Bachelor Party Experience. Oh, boy. And this was Tuesday, April 10th of 2007. It says the bachelor party was invented by a man hosting, uh, having lost too many brethren to the scourge of matrimony, solemnly vowed to never let another friend march down the aisle without at least a minor stripper limp. As a humble student of history, it is not only in my interest to continue the tradition, but it is my duty to build upon it. Therefore, a Barney Stinson bachelor party isn't merely a party, it's an experience. But regardless of the level of awesomeness I might reach, there always remains one consistent. The guests. Oh. No, the guests. As you plan your own bachelor gathering and prepare to send a friend off to a lifetime of weight gain and errands, be sure to reference this chart and familiarize yourself with some of the more common suspects you can expect at your bachelor party. And so he gives this list of five different uh, types of people that you'll find at a bachelor party. Okay. So along with uh, clothing that they'd wear type of drink, uh, how they end their night in a sample quote. Oh, now, most of these are what future Ted already said to us. Okay. But there is one difference. So I'll save that one for the end. So we've got the groom, obviously. Uh, wears, it says, wears loose slacks to hide the iron chains of marriage. Type of drink, an apple martini, keeping in line with his poor decision-making. Which I find interesting because in this episode, the groom happens to be Marshall. Who loves fruity drinks? Yeah. Well, yeah. it's funny, though, because he says Appletini, and the first thing that came to my mind was uh, Scrubs. JD. Yeah, same. Uh, the uh, Their night ends trying to convince himself that this is a good that this is a good idea. And sample quote, I'm making a huge mistake. All right. So then we have the best man, of course. Uh, now, this one, it's obvious to me that he is describing himself. Okay. A pinstriped, double-breasted suit crafted from the finest in Italian fabric technology. Yeah. Type of drink? Scotch. Night ends? A gentleman never tells, but probably having sex with multiple hotties. Sample quote? You're welcome for be. Uh, you're welcome for me being the best best man ever. Yeah, that's Barney. Yeah, he's obviously, you know, because he keeps saying he is the best man. You know what I mean? He's he is Marshall's best man. He's Ted's best man, even if he's not <laughs> supposed to be. Uh, he keeps saying that he is. So it's 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 obvious. And obviously, he doesn't. I don't think he ever thought, at least at this point, that he would get married. You know no, what I mean? Probably not. So he would be the best man for whoever's wedding he's going to be at because he he would throw the best kind of kind of shindig and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, so then we have the cliche guy which in this episode was obviously Stuart, uh, says a sweatsuit featuring a college uh, fraternity or sports team and, sadly, a tuft of chest hair. Uh, type of drink, beer, domestic. Uh, night ends with several handprints across his face, seeking solace in the champagne room of a strip club. Sample quote, what's the difference between a marriage and a nutcracker? Nothing. Ouch. Uh, and we have the vanishing guy, which was Brad, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
clothing doesn't matter what he started out with. It will end up tattered and or stained. <laughs> uh, type of drink says wild card. Won't know until you finally track down his credit card the next day. Night Fair. ends. Yeah, night ends either on a phone call from the police station, <laughs> or or a message that says I'll meet you at the airport. Okay. And, and sample quote: I think I'm in love. <laughs> yeah, I like that. All right, and then so in the episode, the fifth person was the Barney. Yeah, that's the way Ted sees it. Future Ted. Yeah. Barney, on the other hand, he sees the fifth person as the future groom. Ted. Yeah. So uh, Penny loafers, slacks, and an ugly sweater his fiance knitted for him. Drink uh, water. She doesn't like when he drinks. Uh, night ends shamefully making kissy noises on the phone to his fiance, and quote, "I'm gonna call it early, boys." Yeah, that's Ted. Yeah. All except for the drink, he would enjoy his scotch with the boys. That's true, or at least a beer at the at the. Or least. yeah, yeah. But that, folks, that was Barney's blog for this week, and that wraps up this episode of Last Call at McLaren's. Uh, John, let everybody know where they can find you. Listen, hasn't changed, people. Same time, same bat channel. Hop on over to Twitter. Find me at Simply Saying J1. Corresponds with my blog and my podcast. If you haven't checked it out, please check it out. If you don't like it, shut the fuck up about it. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) What about you, though? Where can they find you? Besides right here at the Movie Blog Burke channel. Well, you can find me at a lot of places. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at JP Rayner. It's J P R A Y N O R, and of course, right here on Merck uh, with the movie blog. Uh, this is the YouTube channel, um, but you can find me at Movie Blog Merck on Twitter for that. Um, be sure if you are watching this on YouTube to hit that like button, smash that subscribe button, and click that little bell so you always know when we drop brand new Hell content. Yeah. If you're listening, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, speaking of brand new content, just dropped a trailer reaction with Josh for sure. Kirk's 3. Yes. Uh, if you haven't checked that out, please go over, check it out. Leave us some comments. Let us know what you think. Yes. Uh, we're really psyched that Kirk's 3 is coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been a long time. Yes, it has. Definitely excited for that. Um, if you're listening to this on, on one of the various podcast platforms, uh, like you say, you're on Anchor. You can leave us a voice message over there. Uh, we will uh, listen to it. And uh, if we like what we hear, which usually we do, uh, we will play it on air and, and kind of discuss whatever you have to say there. If uh, you're listening on like Apple or Spotify, you can leave us a five-star review and uh, we will read whatever uh, you have written there. Yeah, give you a shout out that way. Um, please also, you know, make sure you subscribe on those. It really helps, you know, share share the episode. Absolutely. It helps us to be seen. Uh, and if we if we're seen more, and we get you know uh, more subscribers and things like that. We can get sponsors and stuff. We yeah. were talking about. I mean, um, even if you don't want to leave us a five star review because like <laughs> you're selfish and you don't have twenty seconds to spend, you know, saying you guys do a great job. At least let us know that you're listening. Let us know where you're listening from. Let yeah. us know where we're reaching out to. Let us know what we can do to make the show better. Yeah. I mean, do you want Josh to shave his beard? Say it. I mean, we'll do it. I don't know if I'll do that, but I might shave my head. Uh, but you can al- always reach out to us on Twitter at Last Call H I M Y M. You know all, all platforms, all of our platforms that we have. We have uh, Twitter, we have uh, an Instagram, obviously Patreon. Um, the Patreon and the the anchor page are all uh, Last Call H I M Y M. So be sure to uh, check uh, all of that out. Hell yeah! Uh, and, and don't and forget, 
while you're on this page, if you're on YouTube <laughs> watching this, you're already at the movie blog Merc page. Check out all Josh's other content. He's got stuff that covers Star Wars. He's got stuff that covers Sm uh, the Smodcast. He's got this. He's got that. He's probably got a little bit of everything for everybody. And if you're a wrestling fan, jump on over to our other Twitter page, which is Off the Ropes JJ. We, I mean, we haven't recorded an episode of that in a while, but you can listen to all the all the back episodes and uh, check out some of the interesting stuff that we have to say in the world of wrestling. And also, be sure to play the game this week. Tell us what brad was wearing when they picked him up off the side of the road yes that's right and we'll give I you love uh, that people are playing the game yes uh we will give you a shout out should it should it just be the first person i don't know that's what i've been doing sure first person i mean that yeah. works yeah whoever whoever gets there first will so be quick about it quick, <laughs> get quick. it in there get it run, in little there. bunny run that's right so uh i think that's all i got for him john what do you got for him bailiff smack this man in the pee pee I don't that's think that's right. right. I don't think that's right. <laughs> listen, you don't have to go home, but you can't listen here. Catch you next time. <laughs>